This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, Shalom Aleichem, we're continuing in Daf Shavua. We're going to now do Daf Kufchaf Aleph Ahmed Beis. We're going to start three lines from the bottom on Kufchaf Aleph Ahmed Aleph. Tanur Abanon. Until now, we said, Mayim She'ein Lohem Soif, oh, the woman cannot get married, maybe the guy survived. Mayim She'ish Lohem Soif, the Chachamim say, there's nothing to worry about. Because there's nothing to be concerned about if it's Mayim Sheish Lam Soif. There's no way the guy could have emerged. However, Rameir says we're always Chayshesh. We'll see Rameir Shita more on Amad Beis. If somebody fell, fell into a lion's den, if anyone here is named Daniel, thinking about falling into lion's dens, it's a little bit nerve wracking. But if somebody. Uh, fell into a lion's den, ain't what you didn't love. You can't testify about that, you know, because maybe the lions aren't hungry. Lions aren't always hungry. But if it's a pit full of snakes and scorpions, you could testify that the guy died. Even to a pit full of snakes and scorpions, you cannot testify. Why? Maybe he's a, cha- a snake charmer. It's a big deal. He falls into a, a pit of snakes and scorpions. So you play the flute, and then the snake you know, gets up on, and starts wiggling around. Right? Um, so that's not a big deal. The Tanakama. Tanakama says, hey, you, it's not a, you're not going to be able to start charming snakes when you... You fall flat on five, 50 snakes and you fall on them. There's no time then to pull out that flute and start charming them. Agav itzitza mazkile. Because of the pressure of you falling on them, um, they're going to harm you. But in, a, but in a snake den, yeah. I mean, that's why uh, the brothers try to kill him, right? But... Um, if you fall into a lion's den, there's room. Lion's dens are very roomy. It's very comfortable in a lion's den. Talk if you fall into a crowded lion's den, then uh, even if they're not hungry, they'll be hungry. Somebody falls into a furnace. You could testify about him. What? Yeah, Daniel, Yosef, and Avram. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about my grandfather. He was in the Kivshon Eish. He was in the crematoria. And they yanked him out. But you could testify that the person passed away. Into a pot full of wine and oil. You could testify. I mean, you throw the guy in. Yeah, but you throw the guy in. Some of the juice spills out, and maybe it's going to put out the fire. So the Gemara is going to address this. Mishum Rabbi Acha Amru, the name Rabbi Acha, they said, Shal Shemen Mi'idin Alav, Mimneshu Mavir Shal Yayin, Mimneshu Mavir. Oil, you could testify the guy died, because it will just, the oil that spritzes on the fire just ignites it more. And it doesn't cause the fire to, 
subside. Shalyayin, but if somebody falls into wine, ain't meidin alav. You can't have said because the wine that spills over will extinguish the fire. Meishu mechaba. But the Tanakama, the Chacham Semrelay, Tchilasim Mechaba Semrelay, Mafer. You're right, maybe for a little bit it will put it out, but then ultimately it will cause it to become um, more, more, uh, it will ignite more. Fine. So Rameir tells us the story. Rameir tells us the story about a guy who survived in the, in the pit of water for, for three days. By the way, I read this morning. There was a, a fisherman in Brazil, and he fell off. Either he was standing in the water, or he fell off a boat. And somehow a freezer capsized with him. And you look it up. Look it up after this year. And he hung out in an open freezer for eleven days. I don't think he had food. It's interesting. The Meiri said, and they and they found him after eleven days. And they, and they saved him. The Me'iri says, we're going to see how long a person could survive without food. I mamish read this this morning. It was on, it was on one, you know. Um, the Me'iri says there's, a, a, there's a, a tradition, it's not a halachic tradition, that you could survive without food for nine or ten days. I don't know, what, are, what, are, what does science say? What do the doctors say about that? No. But what? I don't know because uh, you can't drink water. You can't drink the ocean water. He had a Poland spring machine there in the freezer. He had one of those buttons, you know. <laughs> but he said while he was in the freezer, sharks came and circled the freezer. But um, anyway, Rameir said the guy survived for three days. The guy survived. So you're going to, you're going to tell me like a story of Hanani Mishal Azaria? That, that's, that's a miraculous story. What, what was miraculous about it? Cyrus, what was miraculous about it? The fact that he didn't breathe for three days, that's, that seems to be somewhat miraculous, but the Gemara doesn't say that. If he didn't eat and drink, but it said, it says, don't eat and don't drink. That means you could you could go three days without eating and drink. By the way, many Achorinim say they didn't fast mamish three days. Some say they ate a little bit less than a kezayis or it was not consecutive, but this Gemara clearly is Masha, they bechlal did not eat for 72 hours. I think even the Gemara says, Uvechein, Chein, Uvechein is 72, Gematria 72 hours they didn't eat or drink. Elo, Deloinayim, the Chiddush is not they didn't eat, the Chiddush is they didn't sleep. Damar Rabbi Yochanan, you can't go three days without sleeping. If somebody takes an oath, he's not going to sleep for three days. We whip him. Because it's a shvua shav v'yashalantan. He can go to sleep right away because it's not chal. So the miracle is that he didn't sleep. So then how could Rameir invoke this as a proof that a person could survive for three days if anyway it was a miracle that he survived? Rameir. My time, what would Rameir say back? How could he invoke this as a proof? Amrav Kahana, Kipin Al Gabe Kifanava. 
there were arches upon arches inside the pit, and the guy took a snooze on the arches. It's a pella, the Gemara is not bar, uh, bothered how the guy breathed. That's why the Orach Laner's Pshad is much more mistaber, that, I don't know, there's some kind of like air bubble here that the guy, that could have somehow developed. Verabona and the, the rabbis, why didn't the rabbis say that he took a, he took a snooze on the arches? The shishahava, they were marble, they're too slippery to nap on. Vrameir, not possible, he didn't grab onto it and sleep a little bit. The rabbis taught, the digger of pits, a story happened with his daughter, Shenafla Labar Hagada that his daughter fell into a big pit. Now Nechunya was a big tzaddik, he would dig these big pits on the road to collect rainwater so the oile regalim would have what to drink. And Nebuch, his daughter, fell into the pit. Ubo v'hoidil Rabbi Chanina ben Daisa. They came and they told Rabbi Chanina ben Daisa, Shari Shaina, the first moment, Amalahem Shalom. He said, everything's fine. She could still come out, Rashi says. She could still live. Shnia, the second moment, Amalam Shalom, she could still live. But when the third moment came that it would not be possible for her to survive under there, Amalam also, she must have come out already. It's not possible that the daughter of the tzaddik would have fell into the pit that he dug. Amalam, and in fact, he said to her, Biti Mehalacha, who brought you up? Amrullah, she said to him, Zachar shall Rachelim Nizdaminli. A male ram happened my way, the Zakin Manhigai, and an old man was leading him. To me, this is unbelievable. Who's the, ra- who's the ram? says Rashi, the Isle of Yitzchak. Who's the Zakin? Avraham. You know, we think about the Akedah. And it's not a reality to us that it's something that helps us. But here we see in this Gemara that thousands of le- years later there was a young girl in danger and they were on the Madrega to see the reality of how the Akedas Yitzchak bailed them out of that Matzav. Anyway, Amrulai, they said to Rav Chanina ben Doisa, Naviata, are you a prophet? How do you know? I don't do that for a living. It's a svara. Not possible that God would allow something that the tzaddik was oisik in that his descendant would be nichshalin. Nevertheless, the Gemara says that Rabbi Abba said that the son of Nechunya died in thirst. Amar Rabbi Abba Afalpikein Meis Benoi Batsama The son of Nechunya died in thirst. Ay, how could it be that something that the tzaddik was oisik in, his child was nechso? So there's a difference between the, the daughter falling into it and the kid dying of thirst. He, Hashem wouldn't allow Chas that in the pit itself the child would fall. 
But the Indian, the general Indian, look, no, nobody is above the Din Shamayim. Um, from the Pasuk, in Tehillim, we learn out, Nisara around him storms greatly, but it's spelled with a sin, like Seir, Melamich, Hakazrochim Dakdim, Sviv, Kachur Hasara. Hashem is medactic with those who are close to him, like a hair's breath. Rabbi Chanina Amar, Mehachro Chanina said from here, Kael Na'aratz, the awesome, the dreaded God, Besoid Kedoshim Rabbah, in the council of the great holy ones, the Noira Al Kol Sivivav, awesome around all that. Uh, that surround him. Okay, so this will be part one of Kuv Chaf Aleph Amabez. Tomorrow, we're going to try for 10 sharp to finish up Kuv Chaf Aleph Amabez part two. Thank you very much, everybody. And uh, after this, we have one block to go. And uh, that's pretty amazing. Wow. Are you excited? Okay, welcome everyone. We're continuing in Dafa Shavua, Mesachas Yivamais, the second half of Kuf Chaf Aleph Amr Beis, the Halege Mishnah. Afilu Shama Min Hanashim Oimrois Meis Ishplani Dayai. Let's say a witness heard from women saying, Plani died, that's enough. They had no kavana to testify, they were just off the cuff, Mesiach Lefitumai. It's insufficient. Rabbi Yudha Oimer, Afilu Shama Min Hatinoikas, even if you heard from kids, Oimrim, Hey, Arayan Olchelis, Rablik Rasish Pliny, we went to eulogize and bury so and so, Bain Shu Miskavin, Bain Shainim Miskavin. Whether the person has Kavana or does not have Kavana, they're believed, even if they heard it from Tinoikas, from little children. It doesn't matter whether you're mechavin to testify, you're not mechavin to testify. And now we're going to learn a big chiddush. Even a Gentile is believed to say that somebody passed away. Even a Gentile could uh, say that the person died. But there's still a difference between a Jew and a guy. Even if he intends to testify, we could believe him, even though you could say, well, he, this is a rehearsed, prepared remark, so maybe you shouldn't believe him. No, by a Jew we believe. If he had intention, then his edus is not valid. Because maybe he specifically is lying. Fine. Says the Holy Gemara. Says the Gemara, I don't understand. The kids said we went to a funeral. They said we're going to the funeral. We're going to Pliny's funeral. Well, maybe they never went. Because they found out that he didn't die. They found out the good news, that he couldn't make it to the funeral. You know? That he, he couldn't make it because he didn't die yet. How can you believe children? Amra Yehud, Amra Amri, where they say, Hareini ba'in milisbaid umilikbar esishplaini. They said, we are coming from eulogizing and burying so-and-so. So the Gemara asks, very nicely said that's where they're coming from, but maybe, 
they actually just eulogize the grasshopper. Because kids will play, some kids play fire station, some kids play space station, and some kids play funeral. And maybe there was a grasshopper that died, and they named him after Pliny, and they went to the grasshopper's funeral. They named it after the guy. So they said, It's talking about where the kid said, Rabbi Pliny was there, Rabbi Almaini was there, This is what the eulogizers, These eulogizers were there, so they paint the story where this is not play funeral, this is a real funeral. If there is a guy, by a guy, only if he's mechav, if he's mechavin to tesva, you can't accept it. If he's not mechavin, you can accept it. This was only learnt if he had kavana to permit the woman. You know when a guy is not believed? That's not only when he intends to testify. If he intends to permit the women to marry. But if he just intends to testify without intention for the repercussion, the edus is a good edus. How do we know what his intention is? Rav Yosef said, if he comes to court, he says, Rav Yosef says, if he comes to court and he says, so and so died. He siwas ishtai let his wife marry zehu niskavin lahater. That's a situation where he intends to permit her. Mes stam, but if he just says he died and he doesn't say she should be able to get married, zehu niskavin laidos. That's someone who's trying to testify. So. If he says, permit the woman, so he's trying to mount to her, we have to be suspicious. If, she, if he just says he died, so his intent is just to testify. It marinami, we also learned this way. When do we not believe a guy if he's machaving to permit? If his intention is to testify, we could accept it. said, yeah, a guy that intends to testify? We could we could accept the edus like That was wasn't the story about Oishia the Great. She had Tiram that he fought in Shmaya Mechamishas came with eighty five elders. Amar Laham he said to them Loishanu Elashnas Gam Lahater. A guy is only belie- is only not believed if his intention was to permit the woman to get married. If he's just trying to testify, you do say edos. Edos is a good edos. The chachamim did not agree with that. Chachamim said even if he just intends to testify, you can't believe it. Well, if that's the case, then what does Rabbi Huda mean that if his miskavin? Um, if Ein Miskavein, his Eidos is an Eidos, what would Ein Miskavein be? If even Miskavein Lahaid is the guy is not believed, so what would a case be of Ein Miskavein? Says Gemara, 
where he just agavorcha in the course of his conversation throws out agavorcha that um, that the person died. I, I happen I once spoke about this. Stam, when, when I speak, I, let's say I give a, a speech somewhere. So usually something that I throw in off the cuff is the remark that someone's going to come over to me after the show and say, "Oh, that's very interesting that you said that." Like I'll throw out, you know, my daughter went to seminary. Oh, your daughter went to seminary? Well, you know, pal, I just spoke for an hour. The fact that, you know, I mentioned something has, is completely relevant. That's all you got out of it? Yeah. Because people know, like, what, what's... Mamish, you know what's 100%, the most genuine thing is the thing you happen to throw out. Anyway, I happen to be gonna be, I'm going to be talking about that tomorrow night. <laughs> but um, it's a very interesting phenomenon. And it's, it's a very important psychological lesson that if you want to know what your kids will pick up from you, it's never going to be the Dvar Torah that you say over at the table. It's the off-the-cuff remark, because they know the Dvar Torah is, you're just reading the paper or just saying over. It's your reaction, the unrehearsed reaction, that's what they learn from. It's a very big lima, Meseach Lefitumai. You could, not, you could believe a goy, Meseach Lefitumai. Anyway, Kehuda have Ka'amar Va'azal, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to bring that in also, yeah. Right. Kiahuda have a ka'amar v'azal. A guy was saying as he was going, Manika be chivai, manika be chivai. Is anyone from the house of chivai around? Shachiv chivai. Chivai died. The insabar Rabbi Yosef, Lidabisua. And Rabbi Yosef allowed his wife to marry. Hahuda have a ka'amar v'azal. A guy was speaking and going. Woe to the energetic warrior in Pompadisa, the Shachiv, that he died. And Rabbi Yosef let her marry. Some say Rav allowed the wife to marry. A guy was saying and going, Is anyone in the house of Chasa? Tava Chasa, Chasa drowned. Amr of Nachman, of Nachman said, Oh, like him! I swear by the life uh, by God, Ichlu kvari lechasa. Chasa was eaten by the whales. You gotta be careful with those big fish, you know. Uh, so, um, the fish ate chasa. Midiburid Rav Nachman from the comments from Nachman, also the besu the chasa, the wife of chasa got married. V'loy amrula v'loy midi, and no one said anything to her. To her. Now it's mashma the, the situation of chasa was mayim shein lahem soif. Amar of Ashi shma mina from here we see had the Amar Abanan mayim shein lahem soif ishtei asura. Rav Ashi said from here we see that which the rabbi said mayim shein lahem soif the wife is aser that's only lecharchila ni melcharchila avinasav leimafkin alaminoi. But b'diavad she doesn't have to get divorced because here in this case. The case of Chasa was Ma'im Shein Laham Saif. Rav said the guy was eaten by a fish. The, we didn't give the wife Heter to get married, but when she got married, we let her stay. Ika da Amri, some say, Insava Rav Nachan Ladebisu. Rav Nachan Lecharchila allowed the wife to get married. Why? Because Chasa was a big guy. Amar Chasa Gavar Rabbi, you say. Chasa was a Chasa guy. 
Emisa the Salik, if he would have made it out, Kala is Slaylamasa. It would have had a coil. So that's why. Really, Mayim Shein Lahem Saif, you're not even allowed to get married. You're not allowed to get married, Lechachila. But in this case, you're allowed to get married, Lechachila, because he was a Gabra Rabba. But the Gemara says, Veloi, Rav Nachman was not correct. Loishna Gabra Rabba, Loishna Lav Gabra Rabba, the Evident Lechachila Loi. Doesn't matter if he's a Gabra Rabba. He's not a Gabra Rabba. Can't get married, Lechachila. Okay, we're going to hold it here in Kuf Chaf Alpha Mabez. Next week, Vesiyata Deshmaya. Lemachar Yiyah Ha'isazah. We finished Ha'isha Basra and Masach Hasivamas. May we be Zoycha. Vesiyata Deshmaya. Okay, everyone, thanks for joining. We'll see everybody uh, next time, next Monday night, next week, Bezashem, uh, regular schedule. Okay? Have a good night. Thank you very much. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.